Welcome to the Metal Bob Live Podcast. I am your host, Metal Bob. Today's show is a crossover show with my good buddy, Bob Zarrell of Everyone's a Critic Podcast. It was great to catch up with Bob. We had a great conversation about music, movies, and more. So sit back, have a listen, and enjoy the show. Thank you. Welcome to the... I guess this is everyone's a critic movie review podcast along with the Metal Bob podcast. My name's Bob Zerl. Uh, Metal Bob with me. Uh, Metal Bob. You're going to have both of these shows on both of our platforms. We're trying to cross promote, you know, so you can, uh, if you like what you hear, you know, go check out the Metal Bob podcast or go check out everyone's a critic podcast. Uh, uh, something new. We're trying for the first time. Uh, and seeing how it goes, um, we Bob and I used Metal Bob and I used to podcast together on the Nothing Shocking podcast, so this should be a good time. So uh, you go ahead and start and talk about your show, and then we'll do mine and get our show started. All right, well, Metal Bob here. You know the Metal Bob Live podcast. You know, first I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Legend Picks. Also the the art and music of Jeremiah Callick. Jeremiah is my producer. You can also find all of his stuff at www.jeremiahcallick.com. He's been great, man. It's been great working with him. He's done a lot for the podcast. The podcast is basically we talk music, you know, album releases. We try to do inter- we try to do reviews. We also interview a lot of artists, man. So it's a really good time. Absolutely. Where can they find the podcast? Well, you can find it on Facebook, it's Spotify, um, iTunes. It's on all your major um you know, podcasting uh, platforms. So just about anywhere, just type in Metal Bob Live, you'll, it'll come up for you. And those of you who are new to the Metal Bob show but listen to Everyone's a Critic, you hear the dogs in the background, that's because I'm recording. And uh, <clears throat> I, my wife, it's long story, dogs, and I have dogs. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> dogs are part of the show, man. Yeah. Little... I got dogs too, man. So just get just give it a chance. They'll, they'll probably go off here in a little, oh, little while. So. They go off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we're the Everyone's a Critic Movie Review Podcast. I co-host with my uh, critic friend, Sean Patrick. We record every Monday night, once a week, review all the new movies that come out, along with 30-year-old movies, and we pick a classic. <clears throat> we're at everyonesacriticpodcast.com and ihatecritics.net. We also have our Patreon page, patreon.com slash criticspod. And then our T Public page, where you can pick up some of our merch. Uh, here you got our Batman versus Jesus shirt I'm wearing right now. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> along with other things. So if you go to T Public or you go to I Hate Critics, I click on the T Public link. That's a good way to help support our podcast as well. But anyway, let's get on with our show. And I'll let you get started because this is your idea. Well, hey, man. So first, I'd like to talk about some of the releases that are coming out here. You know, some of the metal bands that are putting out some stuff. Obviously, I got to promote some LA Guns, man. So they've got, they actually have a new live album out now called Cocked and Loaded Live. But they also have an album coming out in November called Checkered Past. It's going to be a brand new album. It's got Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis, you know, together. They've been doing a lot of great things. Um, that's coming out in November. Uh, Todd, um, Todd Chason, Greg Chason, you know, you know who Greg is. You've had Greg on the show before. Yeah. Uh, great bass player. They got a new band called Atomic Kings. It's coming out with some new stuff here in the next few months. Uh, Charlie Overby's putting out a new album. Um, we also have, uh, it's also the 30th anniversary of LA Guns uh, Hollywood Vampires. So. Oh, wow. It's 
something else to, you know, that's something else to chew on, man. It makes, you know, that was their third release and it's been 30 years. It makes you feel really old, doesn't it, brother? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I remember 30 years ago, like it was yesterday, and I'm only 41. So, I mean, <laughs> that's when I, the memories start, you know, right around that 10, 12, 13, that era. Yeah. Area, yeah. And that, that title, Checkered Past, that's a perfect title for the new album for LA Guns. Mm-hmm. Have you heard any of it yet, or? I, I well, they had a song they released back in March of last year, I believe. It was like shortly after the lockdown. It was called "Let You Down," and I, I tell you, you should really check it out, man. It's it's one of the coolest, and I'm not just saying I'm a huge LA Guns oh, yeah. fan here, but but it is one of the coolest songs that I've ever heard, man. It's really, really right for the times, man. That's all I can really say about the song. You should check it out. It's called "Let You Down." That's awesome. Yeah, they're one of the. They're one of the original bands that inspired that whole scene. Uh, they're phenomenal. And I know you're a huge, huge... How many times have you seen them? Over- 50 times. Yeah. Wow. 50 times. I haven't gotten off 50 yet, but there's a reason for that. Because I haven't been able to go see them, but it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the lockdown was not kind of live shows. Have you been to a live show yet? I know. I think you've played I, one, haven't you? I, I did play one. It was a good time, man. Uh we had a couple hundred people down there at the pub in Milan, so it was really fun. And uh, but I did uh, go see Paul Thorne. Oh, nice! Um, back in April, that was the first show I'd seen in over about a, almost a year and two months. So it was a great time, and I'm looking forward to many more, man. So we're gonna go see Candlebox here oh, in nice. August. Gonna go see. Um, we got tickets for uh, the Box Masters, which is Billy Bob Thornton's band, the oh, actor. Awesome. Which is right up your alley, man, because you know you got the whole movie podcast. Yeah, but I can't talk about movies with him, or he'll cut me off. <laughs> Kill, end <Okay>. the interview. <laughs> he likes to talk music, but no, I, I, I know. I yeah, he like when it's when it's about the music, it's about the music with him, and I understand that. And I respect that. No, but so. I, yeah, and he's a fantastic actor, and uh, I mean, and I love actors that their first love is music. I mean, that's my first love. Uh, I just have a critic friend so that's where this podcast came from and we're actually going to work on doing music stuff on our patreon page reviewing albums and stuff but it won't be as like where you and i are more into that rock and you know metal scene especially in the 80s and i go i mean we all we're all we like everything but we'll probably be more they'll probably be pop involved too because he's more he's a radio guy but anyway uh yeah that's cool i got my last show what was your last show before the pandemic started Actually, I, I took my wife. My wife's a huge Luke Combs fan. We went to see Luke Combs at the Mizzou <laughs> Arena here, and that would have been February. Oh, the, wow. The February before all, right before all this went down. And I, I honestly think he only put in like two shows, and the whole thing got shut down. I mean, shortly right after that. And man, it's been a long time, man. And, you know, that's our thing. You know, I love to go to live shows. And when I couldn't do that anymore, man, I got super bored, and, you know, and it just, it was rough, man, for a long time. What are we going to do? You know, it's like, yeah, I missed it. And especially not, I'm not here to badmouth the band. I, I like them. That's why I went to the show. But the last show I saw was Jimmy World at the Rust Belt in the Quad Cities. And I'm a casual fan of that, you know, that kind of type of music. I'm more into the heavier rock stuff. But I had to wait, you know, I finally went back to the Rust Belt. It was a nice bookend uh, where I saw Corey Taylor, uh, Social Distance. Uh, but it was it was good to get back, and I'm going to see Seven Dust with my son in a couple days here. Nice. And I got all of September booked. Uh, we're going to Louder Than Life. I I bought tickets, VIP, all that stuff, not knowing who was going to be there. 
Uh, I, I figured Metallica would be there, but I wasn't positive, and I just wanted to. I needed live music bad, and I, I just, I needed four days of nothing but music, and I was excited about that, and <laughs> I just bought That's it great. blind. Uh, but yeah. So you're taking your boy to Seven Dust? You a big Seven Dust fan? He has gotten into drums, and uh, I would just buy him shirts. The first shirt I bought him was a Rush shirt, and. And then he just he goes to Alexa and wants to play Rush, and then you know, obviously you're going to get drawn to Tom Sawyer. That's their big hit. So he oh, yeah. he would listen to that repeatedly, nonstop, to the point where I'm like, all right, you got to turn it off. I love that drum solo at the end. I love the whole song, but I, I need a break from Tom Sawyer. <laughs> <clears throat> but then he'll go downstairs and I want to play along, and he's still new. And I was like, well, let's start with Back in Black <laughs> or something else. So now he's into ACDC. And... Uh, if I found a shirt online, I'd buy it for him. And when I got Seven Dust and he wanted to listen to Seven Dust, I'd put on a couple of Seven Dust songs and Angel Sun's the one he was drawn to the most. But uh, he likes, uh, you know, a lot of their big hits and uh, he's excited about it. And plus a friend of mine, I guess the guys in Seven Dust have been hanging out in the Quad Cities a lot lately. Uh, yeah, Working yeah. with Jose from Three Years Hollow. Yeah. So, and I've interviewed all those guys multiple times. That's, Seven Dust was a band that kind of broke me into. I mean, I had done interviews before, but that was the first one I got on my own, and it was Clint Lowry, and it was like, holy cow, this guy was. I was in high school, and he was changing the way. I mean, if you listen to the modern bands today, all the guitar players sound like either Clint Lowry, Mark Tremonti, or uh, Mike Mushak from Stained. I mean, if you kind of like all those Breaking Benjamin, Nickelback. I mean, all those bands are definitely influenced by. Uh, seven dust creed and stained so uh i i don't know i'm just i'm excited about it and absolutely man can't wait to get back yeah, I, was talk- I don't remember who i was interviewing the other day but i when i was talking to him i was like at this point i'm ready to go see anything man even if i like it or not you know it's like i just need to get out and see some music oh yeah we're yeah. going to alana's more set <laughs> we're going yeah, to hey, everything man, dude i'd go to that i think she's awesome man oh yeah she's doing the jagged little pill it was supposed to be before the pandemic uh, it was the tour, so she's playing the album in full plus her hits, and so that's going to be a fun show. I think Garbage is opening, and maybe Liz Fair, so it should right. be a good lineup. And I'm going to see Burton Cummings and Randy Bachman from the Guess Who. No, yeah, man. Now that now Bachman and Cummings, they were in America together. Am I right or wrong about that? They're in Guess, was there... the, the Guess Who. The Guess Who. I'm sorry. Yes. The Guess Who. That, that's what I meant. Yeah, and then they Bachman went out and did BTO and Cummings went solo. But my dad is a huge The Guess Who fan. And when they reunited and came to the Quad Cities, my dad doesn't do live shows at all, but he was like, we're doing this. And I got like like 12th row. Well, I, I think I'm just, I got like top five rows. I, mean, I paid an arm and a leg for the tickets, but it'll be fun to get my dad to go back out to a show again. That's awesome, man. Yeah, dude, I've seen they were back together. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, they were going to do that before the pandemic, too. It's just, <laughs> that's the problem. Is like you mentioned all the albums coming out. All the albums that came out during the pandemic, you know, oh, it's, yeah. everybody did it. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that there were, I know the pandemic sucked for everybody and it really, but I'll tell you a lot of the guys that I've interviewed, you know, and I actually started this podcast, like, right when all this went, went downhill, but I, it was, it was good for me in a way because these guys, they had nothing else going on. So it was real easy to get a lot of these guys on the show. But uh, one thing I did learn from all of them and a lot of them tell you the same thing that 
the shutdown, as bad as it sucked for them not to be able to play live, it was good for them because they finished songs, they finished projects, they got mm-hmm. things done that they probably never, maybe never would have ever got done. Right. They had all this free time to do it. And uh, I think a lot of great things, I mean, as, ma- as many bad things that came out of it, there was a lot of great things that came out of it too. Oh, yeah. On, you know, from the, from their standpoint, you know. Well, think about it too. I mean, the bands that take a break and then come back, they always come back stronger. Even even LA Guns getting back together with, uh, oh my God, their names just escaped me, Phil Lewis and uh, Tracy, Guns. Tracy Guns, the one that should remember. Uh, <laughs> you know, getting back together, there's this new energy there that, you know, was not that it wasn't there, but it, it they missed you know you you miss it for a while and you come back and you were stronger than ever. I think uh, a band like Disturbed took a break a few years ago and they came back bigger than ever. Uh, you, you just look at any band that takes a break and they start to miss it, and when you miss it, you're going to be that much more creative and powerful when you come back and can do it again. And that's I'm I'm excited about seeing everybody. I mean, even like the Corey Taylor show was fantastic. It was, he was just happy to be back out there doing stuff. We were all social distance and it was still, I don't even, it wasn't Slipknot. It was that Corey Taylor side stuff. It was, you know, different than Slipknot or uh, stone sour. And it was, yeah, he's, fun. he's he's a really good singer, man. I was impressed. First time I heard the guy sing, you know, outside of Slipknot, I was right. like, I was like, wow, this is the same guy. You <laughs> know, know, it's like, this guy can really, he can wail, man. Yeah, when and, he was supposed to be in Velvet Revolver, I'm like, really? And then hearing the new stuff, I'm like, oh, I can see it now. Yeah, absolutely. I know him and uh, I don't know if it was uh, him and Nikki Six and a few guys. They did some song together not too long ago. I, I can't off the top of my head think of the name of it. I but, think uh, the, uh, I think it was Rob Zombie. I think it was Nikki Six, John Five, Rob Zombie, and. Uh, the old, I think it's Ozzy's drummer right now. Oh, the old L.A. Rats thing. Yeah, I've seen that. But I, there was oh, another, another song thing? Corey Taylor was involved with. I just can't think of it off the top oh, of my head. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, was it Thunder Force, the thing on Netflix? There was a movie, and there was like a super group band. I think Corey Taylor sang in it. And I, yeah, I think Joe Elliott was even in it from Def Leppard. There was a bunch of guys involved in this song. They all sang in it. Yeah, I think Lizzie Hale sang on it. It was yeah. I, it was it was basically six a.m. They had a bunch of guest vocalists and okay, that sounds right. Six a.m. is good. <laughs> we just go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, I was bummed that the Motley Crue Def Leppard thing got bumped a year, but I, I get why because they didn't know yeah. for sure. But well, when you're talking that magnitude of people i mean i can obviously i mean you know i imagine that most of those stadiums are going to be pretty full so it's like they want to make sure that everybody's got a fair shake in this whole thing but right it's hard to believe that you know they announced this thing and it's going to take three years to get it off the ground <laughs> yeah but i mean that's a hell of a lineup i i, I want oh, it to go it is the tickets are a little steep but but that, I, you know, I've, I've seen all four bands, you know, multiple times. I don't, you know, if 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 they fall in my lap, I'll probably go. But I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be too concerned if I do miss it. Right. I've never seen Joan Jett or Poison, and I really want to see Joan Jett, and I'm sure Poison's a hell of a time. So, uh, <clears throat> I, I I didn't have tickets. I because they sold out so fast, and the scalpers got them and just jacked the prices up so high. Oh. And yeah. 
but I mean, I might try to get them now that they've they're rescheduled, but we'll see. Uh, but it's it's just getting that's that's the thing. I spent so much money on tickets that <laughs> I'm kind of out. <laughs> so I need to kind of <laughs> let my savings start to build back up a little bit because I went all out. And there's still more I want to see. Black Label Society's tour. I mean, there's all these tours that I want to go to. Hailstorms coming to the area, and it's I, I just I hate saying no to anything right now. Yeah. You a big Hailstorm fan? Oh yeah, I love her voice. You, you, I'm sure you've probably seen the video of her and Eric Church doing "Damn Old Rock and Roll." Yep. How how cool is that, man? I, I love her. The whole bands, uh, how eclectic they are. They're not they're not trying to just be one thing. Uh, they're not they're not ashamed to do the country thing. I mean, she was up there with Big and Rich doing the Saturday morning uh, football stuff a few years yeah. ago, game day or whatever. You know, she actually, they actually went on tour with their Air church. church yeah. I just remember them doing that song at the country music awards mm-hmm. or whatever. She started singing the, the, the eyes and the crowd got so big. They're just like, wow. You know, it's like, man, it's like, they just brought it, it's, you know, and Eric church, he's kind of a rebel anyway, man. He loves that rock and roll, man. You know, he's the only one that really ever paid tribute to Lemmy when he passed away. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. They, you know, all these, award shows and it bugs the hell out of me and i, I ain't gonna get too big into this but when, when these guys do pass away man it seems like a lot of them get really snubbed on these shows but eric church he played record year and he made sure that you know they broke into ace of spades and put them that that gained a lot of respect for me i always been an eric church fan but man that guy he knows man he knows where them roots come from oh yeah even the like the one the little bit of a Lemmy tribute they did at the Grammys. I think they only did it because Johnny Depp was in Hollywood Vampires. And if it wasn't Johnny Depp, I don't think Joe Perry and Alice Cooper have the poll even today, as legendary as they are, Mm -hmm. for the Grammys to want to do anything for Lemmy. Uh, I mean, look what they did Eddie Van Halen. Like you said, you don't want to get into it, but it was just like, that was, they should Eddie Van Halen's like the best, I mean, arguably the best guitar player of all time. He definitely changed the game. That should have been, I don't know, Neil Peart. I don't know even know what he got. I, it's you can go on and on. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I tell you, man. It, it, it's it's uh, you know, John Prine got snubbed. Man, mm-hmm. there was a lot of guys. That, you know, you talk about probably maybe arguably the best songwriter of all time. Right. John Prine got snubbed. It's like, oh, you know, there was people really upset over that at the CMTs. I know that. Uh, oh, what's his name uh, from the Jason Isbell? Yes. And then his wife, I think it was his wife, um, they, they turned in their CMT cards. They were so pissed about it. They're like, you know what? We're done with this, man. He said, you couldn't, you could, oh, it takes two seconds to mention the guy. You know, you mention all these other people, man. How can you forget somebody like that, especially a legend like that? It's like, you know, but that, I know they made up and that they gave him a bunch of Grammys and stuff after that. It's like, come on, man. Not that he didn't deserve them. He deserved every damn Oh, one. yeah. But, you know, it just, it's like, it's it all, it's all business, you know, and I, I, I mean, I look at my daughter and she'd be like, Eddie, who, <laughs> you know, and yeah, I get it. and that's who they're trying to get. You know, I think it was a Billie Eilish was on the talk show and didn't who didn't know the band Van Halen and everybody made a big deal out of it. And it's it is what it is. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know Jeff Beck right away. It took me, you know, getting into 
Aerosmith and then going backwards and Zeppelin and then all the Yardbirds, all the Jeff Beck. And then now you hear Slack. All these guys go back to Jeff Beck and talk about how he's, you know, their favorite. And I didn't know that at that age. And when I, that was when the media was trying to appeal to me. So I get it. It just isn't fun. <laughs> you know, <it's>, right. <laughs> I think, it was, yeah, you know, go ahead. Anybody that's had any kind of impact on the industry deserves it deserves at least a name mention at these award shows man i mean it is what it is you, you got to give them the respect they deserve well, you're yeah. talking guys that sold millions of records i mean how does that not qualify right no i i agree and then but i got i went to i talked to zach wild way back when i was doing more interviews and i was asking about it because i think uh i don't know what it was but the grammys were not being kind of rock and metal and they really haven't been since but Zach's like, but you think the pop music fans are pissed off Justin Bieber didn't get a Metal God Award? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> he goes, who cares? You know, I'm into jazz and, you know, no one's getting given these guys awards. You, you know, it's you're just you're, you like what you like and just like it and don't worry about what what's popular. Right. And he's right. It's just so hard. I don't know. It just you want to be. I don't know. I feel like all my friends are into punk stuff or emo stuff, and it, they're so they're they're specific in the genre they listen to. And I like a little bit of everything. And I, you're very much like that as well. And I don't have a lot. I mean, I have a lot of friends, but I like I'll go to Corey Taylor alone. <laughs> you know, I'll go to the seven. You know, I yeah. don't have a lot of friends that share the same music taste as me. Or are at least as open-minded as like you are, or even when we did the Nothing Shocking podcast together, and Eric was. It, it that's what I'm missing, and I, I just feel like I want that that validation that this is the best type, of, you know, what I like's the best, and I want everybody to like it and go join with me. And even my kids, it's hard. Like my son, it's awesome that he's getting into it and he's like he's going to his drum teacher and he's like he's asking about the beginning of walk this way and his drum teacher had to look it up on youtube because he hadn't heard it and i was like oh my god <laughs> this is yeah, no. he knew who aerosmith was but he knew dream on and i, I think when he heard it he re- re- recognized it but it was just kind of like really i mean <laughs> it was it's funny and it's but they're they're past their 50 they've been around 50 years so what are you going to, you know, it's, I don't know. Oh, man, I, I feel you. But I love man, that I, stuff. I, I don't know, man. It, you know, I, he just needs to listen to Aerosmith more, man. You tell him Metal Bob said so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and my daughter's into that. Because uh, she went to Target and they had all, they, I think they had the Rolling Stones and Guns N' Roses and Def Leppard and Aerosmith. <laughs> And she was like, can I have one of these shirts? I'm like, you can have all of them. But I'm like, you got to listen to the music, though. You can't be that fashion person wearing the Metallica <laughs> shirt around saying you like Metallica. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I've seen these little memes with these these girls wearing these T-shirts, you know, and like walking down the street. And there's a guy chasing them saying, hey, name what's one song. What's your favorite song? <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched a YouTube video yesterday with James Hetfield where they were pulling out pictures of people wearing his shirts and asking him, what do you think this person's favorite Metallica song was? And he didn't know who any of it was like, I mean, it was the Kardashians and everybody. I don't know. It's, But good for them getting their money. They they deserve it. You know, I'm not, 
it's a hard business and this pandemic hasn't been not that metallica struggling don't get me i'm not saying that but uh i'm all for you know if it's a fashion statement whatever i get the word out and maybe it'll make a comeback right oh, absolutely man. so what what's what what's what's the new movies out on the horizon man that you guys been talking about man yeah, it was weird. We hadn't been back to the theater. The first movie back for me was that Spiral movie, the new Chris Rock horror movie, Saw franchise, whatever. How was that? It was surprisingly good. It wasn't a Saw movie. I mean, it, it's in the Saw universe, but it, it plays uh-huh. more like an action whodunit movie. Right. Because, you know, the Saw movies are more about the kills and all that. This This has a star. It's got Chris Rock in it. So it follows him. So I, I found that neat. You just have to, like, I almost feel like I want to watch it twice to get the saw taste out of my mouth and then watch it for what it is. Uh, and right now the horror movies are doing the best because they're not, that's what came out first, I guess. You know, The Conjuring, The Quiet Place 2, uh, all those did really well. Uh, I really like Hitman's Bodyguard Part Two. I think Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson are a lot of fun. There's a there's a, there's a second one. Yeah, and so, I haven't seen that. I remember the first one had me rolling, man. I almost died laughing in that man. If you if that had you rolling, this is even better. Uh, <laughs> obviously, it's dumb, but it knows it's dumb, and that's what makes it fun. Salma Hayek steals the whole movie, and it's just it is a blast. If you like the first one, you're gonna love the second one. Uh, is it available on Netflix or anything yet? Not or? yet. It, that's the that's the weird thing is I'm having a hard time. Like HBO Max or I think it's Warner Brothers, whoever owns HBO, everything that comes to the theater, they're putting on HBO at the same time. So like The Conjuring and uh, uh, that's the one that's off the top of my head. A Godzilla, I think. Uh, Mortal Kombat. All those are coming straight to TV or HBO Max, so I'm able to see those in my house, and I feel bad, because it's like watching a concert on YouTube. It's not the same. Uh, right. I definitely know I would like some movies better in a theater than I would at home. So, that I, I don't know how I feel about that yet, uh, but we'll see how... I didn't go to Fast and the Furious, but that came out this weekend, and Black Widow's coming out, so we'll see how those movies kind of take off in the theaters. I just... I don't want the theatrical experience to go away. That does make me a little nervous. Uh, as much as right. I like movies, watching movies at home, there's something about being in a theater to with the group at a certain movie, uh, especially art house movies. I know that sounds weird, but you know, if I want to see something, there's this production company called A20 or distribution company called A24. Everything they do is fantastic, and right. as much as I like watching them at home, that environment in the theater or a tarantino movie there's just something different there i you know i'd rather watch a marvel movie at home even though that you need all the explosions and stuff than in a theater but those kind of indie art house movies really play well in theaters and when you don't have dogs barking and kids walking in and out of the room that it, it just it's hard to get into a drama that you know when you're being interrupted all the time and so yeah i, I, I really hope the theaters stick around that's what I was gonna say. He said it, man. Like when you're in the theater, you're there to see this movie. There's no distractions. I mean, you're 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 totally focused on what you're there for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the last movie you've seen uh, lately? The last movie I seen, uh, actually, uh, 
is it called Fatherhood with Kevin Hart? We're actually going to talk about that. we're going to talk about that this tomorrow when we do our podcast. Uh, what'd you think of it? We, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, I thought that it's 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 a you know it, it's it's a tearjerker, man. And you know if you if you're if you're, if you're that kind of person, man. I mean, I I'm pretty good about keeping my emotions in movies, but yeah, I can. It's a it's it's a hard one to watch, man. It's it's. You know, it's a true story, and I was really shocked how great Kevin Hart was. You know, I knew Kevin Hart could act, but he really did a great job in that movie. Oh, yeah, he really wanted to do something beyond what he's been doing in the past, and it's you could tell. Yeah. Do you – what – I guess now that you brought up the tearjerker part, it's funny because, like, I'll cry, but it's it's the weirdest movies that make me do it. It's that scene in Almost Famous when they're doing Tiny Dancer in the Bus or – and like School of Rock, when they the kids hit the stage at the end, those are the kind of things that get me all you know more goosebumpy and teary eyed than it is you know ter- terms of endearment or something like that. Right, right. Uh, <clears throat> Rocky, you know. <laughs> when Rocky, you, when, man, hell yeah! Don't be ashamed to cry, Rocky. Oh yeah, it, it's impossible not to. It doesn't matter how many times I see it; I just have to bite my teeth really hard and <laughs> hope I don't chip anything. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. What's your favorite music movie? Music related movie? Oh man, favorite music related movie? I'll tell you, man. I I really dug the Queen movie that came out not too long ago, a few years back. Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought that was a great movie. I thought they did a great job. Yeah, I I, I wasn't. Like I know some people are bothered by the historical accuracy and blah blah blah, but they worked the music in so well that it was just it was a fun experience, and that's all I needed from it. I didn't need you to go yeah. and I don't need the truth or the details about Freddie Mercury's whatever. I, I, I it was the just the way they played the music in that was just yeah. amazing. And the recreation of the concert at the end of the movie oh. was unbelievable. Fantastic! That was it was unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Rocket Man. I don't know if you saw that or not. I have, I have not seen that yet, but I, I, it's on the list. It's neat. It, it's it's more of a fantasy, but it's kind of cool. Uh, it, some people hated that one too. I mean, you're never going to make everybody happy with these biopics, but I, I, I was really shocked at how much I enjoyed that one too. Because Elton John's mm-hmm. one of the best. I enjoyed the dirt too, man. I got a real kick out of that. I, you know, it was hilarious. It was it was funny. It was it was pretty straightforward to the book, and most for the most part. I mean, yeah, I, I I thought the I I likened that to the Queen movie a lot. Where again, I don't care about the like it, not that it wasn't accurate. It's hard to tell a thirty year career in two hours. So you got condense, you got to condense things and. Uh, but it was it was fun. They did a really great job. The whole live wire part where they're writing that song, that's the kind of stuff I love to see in movies where like Mick's like, oh, we gotta tune it tune it down, and then they do it, and it just and I know it didn't happen that way. It doesn't matter. It's still awesome <laughs> the way they put mm-hmm. it together. Uh, yeah, I, I it, and you know it takes a fan sometimes to like those movies, but uh, I I loved it. They knocked that one out of the park too. It was a lot of fun. That said. Because of the fact that it's like I don't want an Aerosmith one, I don't want to. It, like I just I don't know. It's hard to 
did you struggle with it at all being a big Motley Crue fan that you are? Like it's not because it wasn't perfect or no, I, I to, enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I, it, it was it was funny. I mean, it was just. I don't know what anybody really expected to be honest with you, man. It's, it's right. Motley Crue. I mean, it was, it's, it was crazy, man. I mean, no, but like you said, I mean, that movie could have been four hours and people would have still been like, Oh, you know, it could have been a series. <laughs> it actually, it actually did really well. Oh, yeah. I mean, on Netflix. So, I mean, it's, you know, that's what sparked this whole reunion tour. And, you know, they got a lot of new people inter- interested in wanting to see them and, I watched it a handful of times. I didn't watch it just once. I watched it a couple of times because it's it's, yeah. it's fun and it's funny. But I yeah. guess my point was, like, I'm a big Aerosmith fan, and if they did it, I feel like I'm so close to the material, even though I don't know any of them. <laughs> but it would just be, if it wasn't right on, I'd be like, oh, they left this out. And I, I think that would bother me too much. That's why I was wondering about if, you know, Tommy Lee left Motley Crue at one point. They kind of glossed over all of that and went into the big reunion. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But it, but they didn't need it. It, it. You know, so I'm glad that, I don't know, I, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, have you seen the new A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga? Yeah, I did. I've seen it, yeah. Did you like that yeah. one? Yeah, it was good. I've never seen the original, so I don't really have anything to compare it to. But I thought it was it was well done. I thought it was a good movie yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like I said, when I talk about the live wire scene in the Motley Crue movie, when her her Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper are writing that song that ended up being overplayed to death, but it's still a great song. Uh, that that's the kind of scene. Those are my favorite scenes in movies. Just the creating process. I love watching people try to write songs and collaborate together. And that's I, I love when a movie can capture that perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought that scene did it. That was uh, great, man. Yeah, that's a good movie, man. Yeah. So, but have you, ever, have you seen? Have you ever seen the original? For the podcast, there's actually like three before this. There's four. I think it's four different A Star Is Born movies. Uh, one, wow. one is about uh, like Broadway. That's like, was in the 30s, and I think Judy Garland did one in the 60s or 50s. That's the worst. The Streisand one is a little over the top. Uh, I personally like the new one the best, uh, but uh, I, I I could see arguments for the original. I could see arguments for Streisand's, but uh, I I I was kind of like this should win the Oscar. This is <laughs> this is an awesome movie. Is there any similarity into the two movies? The one with Christopherson and Streisand, and I mean it follows the same same narrative. It it's just uh. That one's a little over the top, uh, you know. But yeah, I mean, it, it all it, it it does follow the same narrative. It's just because of the time it came out, it's more of a musical, and this and the new one's more of a movie. And it, it's just hard to like for me personally. I'm not a big musical guy. Not that there's anything wrong with those movies, but when you're not predetermined to like something like that, it's hard to get into them. And because of that, there's times where it's not as you don't buy into some of the logic of it like well why, this wouldn't happen so, you know and so i have a hard time getting behind certain things that happen in that movie well and it seems like a star the bradley cooper version they were aware of that and made sure you bought into everything that happened and or at least i did so that's kind of what that's why it's my favorite the original from the 30s is 
that's the most original of all of them, but it's more about Broadway, I think, and the mm-hmm. being on stage. But again, it all follows the same narrative. Gotcha. But yeah, and I always go back to Almost Famous. That is, to me, like one of my, that and Rocky are my one and two. I don't know which one I like better, but those two movies just, I don't know. Have you ever seen Almost, I'm assuming you've seen Almost Famous. You're a rock guy. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. I've seen it. It's been a long time, man. I, yeah, but I do I do remember it. Yeah, that's that's one I just go back to. I could watch that. It's, I remember it being good. Man, I ain't seen Well, it's probably been 15 years since I've seen that movie. Yeah, there's like a four-hour version of it that doesn't add anything to it. I just like it so much that I'll, I'll just listen to it forever, you know, or, or watch it. I just want to be in that space. And so that's... Yeah, I don't know. What's your favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time. Wow, <laughs> that's not that's not even really a fair question, dude. To be honest with you, but uh, I know if I had to pick one movie, or was your go-to if you need to? Pulp Fiction. That's a great choice. Pulp Fiction, man. I, I that, that yeah, it, it shouldn't even took me that long to spit it out, dude. I love that movie. It's funny because. A couple years ago, there was this movie called Midsummer, and I saw it in the theater, and I, it just it blew my mind away. It instantly came up into my top ten of all time. I mean, it's that good. And then every movie I watched after that, I'm just like, I, I, I like it ruined movies for me because it was so good and like something that was wasn't trying that hard or a Marvel movie or whatever. It just it wasn't the same. And then it took seeing. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the newest Tarantino movie, to be like, okay, there's still other movies that I can appreciate. You know, I don't know. If you hear hear a song that's just so good, you're just like, it's never going to be better than that. And I've hit the pinnacle. You know, I, I, it was almost a depression where it was just like, it's not going to get better than this movie, and I'm not going to enjoy movies again. And it took Tarantino to bring me back. Uh, I don't know if you ever had that with music or if you always just enjoyed everything about it. I loved it, man. I, everything about it was good, man. Tarantino, I've always liked most of his stuff, man. And it's it's definitely he definitely I like the fact that he puts these movies out where they kind of jumps around. So you really gotta pay attention yes. to a lot of stuff he does, man. And if you're not if you leave the room for five minutes, you miss a lot, dude. You can't you gotta watch them closely, man. Because oh. I mean, the first time I watched Pulp Fiction, I didn't see it in the theater, so I was like I got lost because I got up and you know, made a drink or whatever. I come back and I'm, I'm like super lost. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And so, you know, then I sat down and watched and then I figured it out. I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. But yeah, you got to really pay attention to his stuff, man. Cause he's, he's good about that stuff. Oh yeah. And the best part is you, every time you watch it, it's like, you're seeing it, it. It still feels fresh every time, you know, it's like a great song or a great album. Uh, yeah. Tarantino's one of the best. Hell yeah. So what you got, Bob? What's your what's your day looking like, man? You busy guy? I got to go to work today. I, it's part of what what took me off the Nothing Shocking podcast was I uh, I just picked up like I'm the president of my company now, and I actually bought it, so I'm kind of an owner. Oh, look at you, man! <laughs> so, but my I gotten so busy, and uh, and I mean I. I I wholeheartedly say go listen to the Nothing Shocking podcast. I have no ill will towards those guys. I just ran out of time, and it was so hard uh, to make time to do it, and Eric wanted to keep going, so I was I, I ran into him at Corey Taylor 
Uh, I, I got no ill will towards that show at all. I recommend them as well. Uh, great guys. Uh, but I just couldn't do it anymore. And the reason I'm doing the movie podcast is, I mean, I mean Sean's my friend. And it's a reason to hang. I need a reason to go do stuff like this. So that's why I'm glad you reached out because this is fun for me. This is kind of my entertainment. Right. Uh, otherwise, I just I'm working all the time, and my kids got baseball and cheerleading, and he's trying to do drums, and she's trying to do softball. It's just there's no time, <laughs> so I need. I feel you, man. I I feel you. I've, I've knocked mine back trying to about every other week now, man. I was trying to do every week there for a while, and it was just becoming a little much. So we backed it off and doing about twice a month now. So well, when we started it's- with the three of us, I was trying to get out at that point. And then I, and Eric came in and it was good. I, I was just like, let me produce it or we'll do whatever. But I, I I need a break. And then it kind of re got me going again. But I don't know. I just I love it, but it also stresses me out. I I get too nervous. Eric's and you probably are too. I I just get too intimate. I hold these guys on pedestals and they're rock stars to me. And I I can't. Like and it's, I'm wrong, but I, I it's hard for me to bring them down to that human level. And until I'm finally on the phone with them, and once I start talking to them, it's just like, oh my god, you're just we're the same. We're just guys, or we're great. Right. We're just pu- humans. But I it takes me until that phone. Like I my heart gets going. I get super nervous. I feel sick to my stomach. Then the interview happens, and then when we're done, it's I'm I'm on cloud nine. But it was just it it would take three days out of my life to just get prepared for that half an hour. So that that's, I just had to stop. And then having you and Eric there made it a little easier, but I don't know. It was, I, I miss it, but at the same time I I've gotten to do, I'm never going to top what I got. So I'm good. I, I'll, I'll just watch movies. <laughs> yeah, man. We got, we've gotten to talk to some, some pretty cool people, man, over the last few years, man. Yeah. It's been fun. That's awesome, and I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're still doing it. I'm glad you love it, and uh, and how often do you make it back to the Quad Cities? Um, well, here lately I've been back uh, probably three three times this year already, but uh, usually every few months I'm back for a day or two. So I have to. I have when I get a little extra time there, I have to let you know. Yeah, and I need to. Next time you play a show, I need to make sure it's. I try to find us when I'm not like I have this three month window where I can't do anything. And then, you know, you never know. So hopefully I get to check you out. Cause I've, I've seen you play before and I, you're amazing. I love watching it and uh, I appreciate that man. And I love talking to you. I love hanging out with you. It's uh, I, this is fun. This is what, this is what I'm missing in my life because <laughs> I'm working so much. So I'm so happy you reached out. We can do this anytime you want, man. You know, it's, it's a good time. So absolutely. Love talking music, man, and movies and anything. You know that they, they they go hand in hand. You know, music and movies. Oh too. yeah, absolutely. You know? So yeah, and a, and a lot of and a lot of uh, movie stars are musicians, man. It's amazing how many of those people play music. Oh yeah, did you watch? I think there's a show on. I can't remember the name of it. I'm gonna screw it up. So I probably shouldn't even bring it. Up. I don't know. I, <laughs> the movie was called American Satan, but then they made a TV show out of it with a bunch of stars in it, but I can't, I shouldn't have even brought it up. I screwed it up. <laughs> Sorry, <Ow>. everybody. <laughs> Man, I can't remember what we talked about five minutes ago. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. I love whenever you can get music and movies together. That's my, my favorite movies 
are in the music world. And honestly, my first love is music. Uh, I go downstairs with my son and we'll just goof around on guitar and drums together. I'm trying to help him go, but he likes to play with me. And so uh, that's like my favorite thing to do in the whole world. So it's, uh, it's just great. Awesome, brother. Well, I know you got a busy day, man, ahead of you, dude. So, all right. You know, well, now, you know, now that you're the big dog, you got to <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but again, thank you for making this happen, and um, this is this is a ton of fun, and I hope we can do it again. Yeah, man, and and one time real, real quick, man, JeremiahCallick.com, man, that's my producer, uh, the art and music of Jeremiah, man. You guys should go check him out, man. He's got a merch store. He's selling a bunch of different. Uh, creations that he's made on there he's got a bunch of t-shirts and different things it's pretty neat man so yeah you know? and when we put this live you know send me all the links you want me to post in mine and i can send you my links and we can go from there absolutely man definitely It'll be awesome definitely want to make sure we do that so i'll i'll, I'll be talking to you in the next few days man we'll get it all straightened out buddy absolutely Looking all right bob you have a great rest of your afternoon man you too thanks take care all right Bye-bye. bye bye That concludes today's episode of the Metal Bob Live podcast. Please see our website for our sponsor links. Thank you for listening. Metal Bob out.